So, of course, being that it's the NBA, you can have these wonderfully laid out plans, and then something immediately changes that completely renders everything you did moot. So basically, that's what happened with this week's podcast. Uh, Dave and I actually discussed at length uh, certain aspects of the NBA free agency period, which was true up until that point, And we speculated a little bit more about where Kawhi was going. The last podcast that we put out, uh, where Kawhi laughs at the Lakers, was kind of appropriate, but not in the way we thought it would be. At the time that we recorded the podcast, we thought that the... The field had pretty much narrowed down to the Toronto Raptors and the Los Angeles Lakers because all indications were that that was the case. Somehow, for some strange reason, the Clippers had fallen off the wayside. And I couldn't understand why, and I made reference to it. Now, I'm going. obviously, you're never going to hear that part of the conversation, unfortunately, because I'm going to have to cut it out, and I'm going to kind of insert this in lieu of the entire NBA free agency talk. Although I will leave a couple of pieces about the Knicks because I did make fun of them a little bit, and I had fun with that. Also, just kind of a TLDR if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, it really comes down to me just pointing out that the Knicks are the most overrated signature franchise in all of professional sports. Tremendous amount of confidence given how little success they've actually had and how irrelevant they actually are as a franchise. The fact that they've been able to coast off of a famous building is almost beyond my capacity to understand. But forgetting all that, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard finally made his decision. Sorry, after the whole dramatic thing in terms of the way this free agency period is going, I just couldn't resist. Back to my commentary. He decided he was going to go to the Los Angeles Clippers after all. But the machinations and the things that happen around it kind of fill in some of the gaps. And it explains the hesitation. It also explains the thought process behind Kawhi and his team trying to figure things out. It gave the teams in question time to kind of work out different deals. So here's the short version. Kawhi Leonard signs for the Los Angeles Clippers for four years, $142 million. The money was never going to be an issue for Kawhi. That really came down to what's the situation you want to put yourself into. Well, as it turns out, the Clippers created the situation. The Kawhi camp basically, more or less played the Clippers off of the Lakers and off of the Raptors because the Raptors were looking at a serious deal to pick up a couple of players, including potentially Paul George and Russell Westbrook. There were a lot of, you know, ping pong balls up in the air and everybody was trying to grasp at them. But the end result was that the Clippers were able to seal the deal by offering Kawhi the four years and the money, also picking up Paul George via trade from the Thunder for... And this is where the mispronunciation will begin, so forgive me in advance. Shai Gilgius-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, as well as four unprotected first-round picks. The 2021 via Miami, the 2022, the 2024, and 2026. So this is the last that I caught of it. I believe this is right. A protected first-round draft pick in 2023 via Miami, and the rights to swap picks with the Thunder in 2023 and 2025. So a plethora of picks a cornucopia, if you will. It's not really dissimilar to kind of the, the haul that the Pelicans picked up for Anthony Davis. I don't think it quite matches up, but nonetheless, there was a, there's a lot here. There are a lot of components and pieces and picks and pick swaps and all kinds of stuff. So in the end, they get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. And immediately, the Clippers kind of bolster themselves to the top of the scrap heap. But then the key was with the Kawhi Leonard signing, he was the first domino to fall because a lot of teams and a lot of things were contingent upon waiting for him to make his decision. And as soon as this comes out, almost immediately, the Lakers spring into action. They go to the Batmobile, they go down the bat pole, and immediately the Los Angeles Lakers brass immediately starts signing everyone in creation. So the Lakers signed Danny Green to a two-year $30 million contract. They signed Boogie Cousins for one year. The Lakers also reportedly are going to sign Rajon Rondo for a two-year deal. And then uh, 
uh, are going to resign Contavious Caldwell Pope. So I should say, actually, Rajon Rondo is also resigned. Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope is resigning. JaVale McGee and Quinton Cook. So that's six players that the Los Angeles Lakers sign. And part of my concern with the Lakers, you know, with Kawhi or no Kawhi or whatever they were going to do, is that they had five players on the roster. They really didn't have a roster. Well, now they at least have a roster and a shooter in Danny Green who was spotty at times. Uh, he made some shots when he needed to, but he, they're going more off of his history rather than his most recent season. But at the end of the day, he's a two-time champion. He was on that Raptors team that won. And uh, Kawhi and Danny Green are now separated, but they're both going to be back in L.A. So I think they'll be fine with, as far as that piece is concerned. But it is interesting how quickly the Lakers, the Lakers didn't waste any time. Almost immediately after the Kawhi um, signing came out, immediately they started signing people left, right, and center. So the Lakers are, are starting to fill out their team. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting for me. Because of the circumstances that Paul George was traded away and the potential uh, scenarios that they were working out, now going down the line, as I said, the dominoes have started falling. The Kawhi Leonard was the first big domino, and then the Lakers immediately, and then with the Paul George trade as part of that domino, immediately prompts the Lakers to make these moves to pick up six players almost immediately. The ton of moves. Now there are more dominoes to fall, not related necessarily to the two LA teams, because now that the Thunder have basically kind of sold out and gotten and moved on from Paul George, now that leaves the the fate of Russell Westbrook in, into into doubt because the reality was one of the scenarios had Russell Westbrook potentially being part of a trade package. So now I guess Russell Westbrook and his, and his folks have to try to figure out with the Thunder what's going to happen next, because now the, the situation is now open where Russell Westbrook, who was probably going to be an Oklahoma City Thunder player for life, now the world exists where he could basically go somewhere else. Now the question becomes, where would that be? That's a whole other piece of speculation. I'm not going to go too far off the deep end on that right now, but I do want to make the, the point here that... Everything that happens from here on in was precipitated by that first domino. But before we get into what the future will come, which, we, which we'll discuss in other podcast extras and other podcasts, but the reality is now the, now the narrative is that now you got your two LA teams you know, competing in an arms race, which I think is interesting. I think it makes the NBA interesting. With Kevin Durant signing with Brooklyn along with Kyrie Irving, that becomes a lot more interesting. And then with Kemba Walker out, out in Boston, that becomes interesting. So the NBA this, this upcoming season is going to be very wide open. It's going to make it a lot more interesting for the fans. The Warriors are weakened a little bit, but they're not completely out of it. They've, got, they've, made, their own little, they've made their own moves to try to offset things. And it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. The, the, dominant, the days of the dominant Warriors are probably over, but that means more room in the rest of the NBA. The power vacuum that's created in the NBA, that leaves this new opportunity for other teams to sprout up. So now it's not just one or two super teams. There's a big spread out of some of the talent to these other teams. There are some top heavy teams, though. And as far as the Lakers narrative is, I do like the Clippers situation slightly more. I will say that the Lakers did, fi did finally fill out the roster. So now we can actually see kind of what a Lakers roster looks like. I will tell you, though, I am going to be, until I get a chance to actually see it, I am going to remain a Lakers contrarian here, because the truth is, I still don't really see them as a favorite. I'm still worried about the two-headed monster on top, because I'm still looking at those two, and I'm saying, it feels like you guys are a major injury waiting to happen. Between one of you, it, it's, um, it reminds me a lot of the, um, of the New York Yankee lineup, where you have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. On paper, both of those guys are Greek gods. You know, these incredible power hitting players who can jack out 500 foot home runs seemingly at will. But at the same time, you look at them and go, so which one of you is going to get hurt first? And for how long? And how long are you going to be out? Are, you, are we ever going to see you play a full season together? 
Last year, Aaron Judge was the one who got hurt. I actually thought it was going to be Giancarlo Stanton. But the point is, regardless, it feels like you're destined for one of them to always be hurt. Along the same line here, I don't know if the Anthony Davis-LeBron James tandem is ever going to be able to really come to fruition. On paper, it looks fantastic. If you've got a hungry, motivated, healthy LeBron James for a complete season, I like your chances. If you've got a healthy, motivated Anthony Davis for a full season at the same time, I really like your chances. I just don't know if you're going to get that. And that's really been my overarching. That's why I've been harping on the the fact that they didn't have any kind of a bench. They didn't have any other players at the time. Now, obviously, they've signed all these other players, Boogie Cousins, you know, Rajon Rondo, uh, KCP, JaVale McGee. And that's all fine and dandy. If one of those two players did go down, though, the question you need to ask yourself, and this is basically what I propose out to you. If either LeBron James or Anthony Davis goes down for an extended period of time, especially as you get closer to the playoffs, or heaven forbid for them in the playoffs, do you like that team with either LeBron James and the rest of the and the rest of the roster or Anthony Davis and the rest of the roster? How do you like them in the West competing against these other teams? Houston was in a bit of disarray there for a little bit. I have to think Houston at least feels marginally better that everything has kind of spread itself out a little bit. It's all the talent isn't just centered in one area. The the warriors of the past are no more. So now it's really a matter of can you compete with what is actually there in the West now? Because as I said, I kind of like the way the Clippers are situated, the kind of players they have, the way they may be able to complement each other. But we don't know because they haven't played together. But the fact that they wanted to play together, I think, is a step in the right direction. But in fairness, Anthony Davis really wanted to play in L.A. with, with LeBron and they were able to work that out. Both cases could be very interesting. They're going to be good litmus cases to see what kind of chemistry they're able to develop. And if the roster construction they both did, and if the things that they gave up in order to make them happen, because both the Clippers and the Lakers gave up tons of the future in order to try to secure the present. So it's going to be Paul George and Kawhi versus Anthony Davis and LeBron and their respective teams. That is going to make things really interesting out at the Staples Center. And downstream from here, the question is what's going to happen with the Oklahoma City Thunder? What is the fate of Russell Westbrook now that this deal has been made? That is another potential domino to fall that could impact other teams. And we're going to have to see what that looks like, because I don't know where Russell Westbrook's landing destination would be. Where would he go and what kind of situation would it be there now that he's had two superstar teammates leave him in the past? At one point, if you're Russell Westbrook, at one point you had KD and a team with a young James Harden. So you just think, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. That was a team over in Oklahoma City. Now, mind you, James Harden was not the James Harden of today. But you could say that's either a good or a bad thing, depending on how you feel about James Harden's game and how it's translated into the playoffs. But the point is, in terms of an on-paper talent, that was a massive team. And it never worked out. And then in the end, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook never worked out. They got close. It almost worked out. But then Kevin Durant left him. And then Paul George came, and they got along famously. But in the end, Paul George also went away. And it still leaves Russell Westbrook. And it becomes, can you win anything with Russell Westbrook in the long run? As great a player as he has been, as much effort as he puts forward. But that's a whole other lengthy conversation. The point is, that is another domino to fall that's impacted by this Kai, uh, this Kawhi Leonard domino. So that's kind of where I want to leave it. This is going to be kind of a UN pod extra there, but I will probably integrate it into the podcast as well. You'll be able to check it out on YouTube. This section is going to be for the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast Extra. You can check it out on the YouTube channel at Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. You can also check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. That's where you can check out our normal podcast as well. So as far as that's concerned, we welcome any comments or thoughts that you may have. 
please feel free to share them and share the podcast if you like it, you know, with anybody that you think might be interested. We'd always appreciate that. And last but not least, hopefully we will catch you again in the next episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Thanks.